Welcome back to Radio Revel with your host, Revel Airway. Today's Monday, and our show today is a reading of the weekly topic post I hung on the board over at Cafe Talk this week. Have a listen. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's something my mother would say to me when I started pushing my head into perceived problems. That would be where I would begin by explaining my personal philosophy. Some may think that that means to simply conform to how things are and don't bother trying to change, but that's not the case. When my mother repeated her refrain of, If it ain't broke, don't fix it, what she was trying to say was, Recognize the limits and expand upon those limits. You don't need to toss out an idea or a way of doing things and try to create one from scratch. You also don't need to dismantle it and try to fix its moving parts. You can, though, improve upon a way of doing things. If you can't change it, why worry about it? I repeat this one to myself a lot. It probably comes from the serenity prayer created by Reinhold Niebuhr. Father, give us the courage to change what must be altered, serenity to accept what cannot be helped, and the insight to know the one from the other. What this means to me is almost the same as if it ain't broken. That is, some aspects of life are beyond our personal capacity to change. They must be accepted. For example, in order to survive in today's world, most of us have to be part of the workforce. We have to do something or other that has a monetary value. We have to convince someone to dish out the dough to us for doing that something. We then use that money to pay for all the things we need to survive, shelter, food, clothes, and the like. That reality really can't be changed, so investing time worrying about it is a poor investment. Knowing, though, that there are many different ways of being part of that workforce is where we can effectively make changes. We can take training courses that improve our value as workers and so move from a drudgery job into a job with more stimulating challenges. In this way, we can concentrate not on complaining about an unchangeable reality, but rather focus those thoughts on improving that reality in our own lives. Nothing is important. This is a personal one for me. I've found over the years, I'm going to be 61 this July, that I am the one responsible for putting importance on any issue I face in my life. If I consider something important, and others also consider it important, things usually go well. Like, it's important that we treat each other kindly. When all the people around me believe the same thing, we all end up treating each other kindly, and that importance becomes the rule. However, there are some things that we make important that, in the circumstances, are only important to us. Consequently, if others do not share that importance, we feel that our point of view is not being respected. In my day job, for example, I believe it is very important to be clear and honest to clients. My boss, however, believes that clients can be lied to and confused into paying for our products and services. This creates a conflict, of course. When I tell a client the truth after the boss has misled that client, the client is naturally unhappy. The boss is angry because I've shared that truth, and I am frustrated because I feel that an important aspect of doing business is being actively ignored. 
When I remove that importance and simply accept that being clear and truthful to clients is something that should not be changed, I can escape from the wrath of the boss. He can rave all he wants about keeping certain things from clients. However, I know that he does not consider that important. It's simply how he feels it is best to deal with those clients. He knows how I feel about it, and his anger slides off me like rainwater because I have the confidence that I am really treating those clients kindly, honestly. It's not important what he thinks, nor is it more important what I think. What is actually important is what the client thinks. If it won't matter in three days, why should it matter now? This is like the nothing is important idea. An event may occur today that really gets your goat. Say your roommate has had a nervous breakdown because you didn't scrape the dinner plates before stacking them on the counter. He's gone to prepare those plates for the dishwasher and finds some rice really stuck to that dish. You've not considered it all that important, but he has, and a silly domestic spat ensues. Oh well, those things happen in any relationship. Three days from now, and after you have consistently, carefully scraped and rinsed the dishes before stacking them, he will probably not still be angry at you. So, if you know that in three days' time your roommate won't be angry anymore about the dried rice, why give importance to his frustration today? Of course, you should respect his feelings in the moment, and you shouldn't try to make him see that in three days it won't matter, because it may always matter to him— unless he takes on the nothing-is-important mantra. But you may be able to better manage your own feelings about the situation. This thought can help you out in even more consequential situations, like a conflict at work or a bit of bad news from a family member. It doesn't mean that you should ignore the current situation. It simply helps you to put it into perspective. I'm sure there are hundreds of events from your past that, at the time, seemed really critical. But in hindsight weren't all that dramatic after all. You create your own reality. Back in the 80s, I got hooked on a series of self-help books written by Jane Roberts. The first one I read was called The Nature of Personal Reality. The content was really quite revealing to me, despite the strange way in which it was produced. It was that production, though, that made the reading compelling. This Jane Roberts had begun her career writing science fiction fantasy-type stuff, she was a pretty mediocre writer, but she got a contract to write a book on improving ESP powers. At the time, that kind of thing, like Chariots of the Gods, was a pretty popular theme and would sell books. While writing that how-to book, she played around with the Ouija board with her husband, Rob. Turns out that an entity named Seth began giving her messages through the Ouija. Rob began writing those messages down. At one point, almost in a moment of impatient frustration, Jane stopped using the slow, letter-by-letter -letter spelling out of the Ouija and began channeling for Seth, dictating the material out loud. Thus, the Seth material was born, a series of self-help books that focused upon the basic concept of you create your own reality through your beliefs. Despite all the mystical trappings, the message itself is pretty sound. Each of us develops, over time, a set of beliefs, and because of our need for personal integrity, we cling to those beliefs, framing our experience in the reality that those beliefs outline. So you can have a belief like, I'm not good at languages. 
In order to maintain your own personal integrity, you will behave as if you are not good at languages. You'll tell your classmates and your teacher in your language class that you are not good at languages. If you were to suddenly show indications that you are actually quite good at languages, you would be going against that belief. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You could as likely say to yourself and others, I'm pretty good at languages. From that moment, you will actively apply yourself to your language learning, demonstrating that your assertion that you are good at languages is actually true. You've just created a fresh new reality through changing your beliefs. Now that doesn't mean going about making up things about yourself, telling people that you are a good airplane pilot when you've never set foot in a cockpit. It does mean that you can look at aspects of your life where you feel limited and ask yourself if those limits are because of those unchangeable things I talked about earlier, or if they are simply because you believe they cannot be changed. Therein, the insight to know the difference. Often, by simply identifying one of those limiting beliefs like, I'm not good at languages, and turning it around to its opposite, I'm pretty good at languages, you can also turn your experience around those 180 degrees that you need to get past the limitations. So, from if it ain't broken to you create your own reality, there you see some basic ideas that I use as a framework to get me through both my day-to-day -day life as well as to help me formulate larger life projects I want to achieve. These are attainable goals, small parts of a whole that make up my own life philosophy. You're listening to Radio Rebel.